rolling. Hey. Oh, we're live. Oh, we're, we're live. We're hey. going. Hi, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. This is episode 166, I believe. Yes, it's 166 and happy 313 day. Happy 313 day. Uh, tomorrow's pie day, so get your, get your pies ready. Yes, for those of you on Sunday who celebrated Mario Day. Yeah, Mario Day. You know, all the stupid days are in March, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm 29 now. I had a birthday on Oh, Monday. yeah. See, see, stupid holidays. Yeah, stupid yeah. holidays. <laughs> The Media Boat Podcast, in case you don't know, is your source for in news case you about, didn't know, in case you didn't know, news about movies, video games, music, and television. Not necessarily in that order. Change it up this this week with a different order for that. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. If, uh, we come to you Wednesdays and live. So. If you'd like to chat with us live on YouTube, we watch comments, we chat with you. Yes. Uh, chat but, with us. But before we get to chatting with you guys, uh-huh. we have some news to get to. Well, we have a lot of stuff. We have a whole podcast to do, and we oh. only start the podcast. Sorry, this is the beginning of a podcast. We are. This is just the beginning. This well, is just the start. Well, start of this episode. We're like yes. 166 minutes <laughs> <into> this, <laughs> this podcast. But you know what we mean. I know what you mean. Uh, we always start the podcast with movie news, and we always start movie news... With the box office. The weekend box office. And we had one movie come out. Captain Marvel. And we have a bet. Well, not a bet. Oh, but we yeah, put money we on it. We didn't over under and no. man were we wrong. Let's we'll uh, just get that added to, like over with. We under underballed this thing. We lowballed this thing hard. We we listened to the 2% of yeah. negative viewers out there. But we should have known better. It's a Marvel film. It's the one before Avengers Infinity War. They have pumped up the fact that this thing is directly tied to Avengers Endgame. It's... We should have seen this coming. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, as big as it got, what are the numbers? Well, your number one movie, of course, Captain Marvel, as you said... Hit $153 million domestic in its first weekend. Whoop, whoop. Not bad. Not bad. In case you're wondering, though, it has set records now globally as well. Making over, what was the what was the final number there? Uh, 480 or something? 455. 455 ended up being? Yeah. Okay. That beats, uh, let's, let's, let's. It makes it the sixth highest yeah. opening weekend of all time. Yeah, it's in the top ten. Um, uh, that's pretty, pretty high number. Yep. Uh, it's the third biggest opening for a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. The only two beating it are Infinity War and Black Panther. Yep. Makes sense. In case you're wondering uh, all the movies that trailed behind it, uh, number two was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, with another $14 million. That thing's sitting at 119 at the moment. Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Re- Funeral is there at number three with another $12 million. That's at 46 <laughs> Not great for a Tyler Perry movie, which usually makes more than that. So, is this the death of Medea? Maybe not the death. Maybe they'll do less annually this this time. Maybe from now on, maybe we'll see less of these. So, is this not Medea's funeral? No, I don't believe it's Medea's funeral. I believe it's someone else in the family who's dead. Okay, Medea attends the funeral because if Medea's dead, you can't have all the Medea like Mad Camp antics. So you need Medea to stay alive, right? I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, and at number three, four, uh, Lego Movie 2 
still there with $3.8 million, adding to its $97 million total. So that thing will so that just hit, hit 100 next week. 100 and then, like, stop, basically. Yeah. And then Alita Battle Angel is your number five, wrapping up the top five, with $3.2 million at a total of $78 million. That thing will not make its money back. Nope. We, have, we can say that definitively now. Oh, yeah. Even though we kind of figured that was the case. We kind of figured. Yeah. Those are your top five. And if you're wondering what movies are coming out this weekend, I got you covered there. Two movies. Uh, something for uh, the adults, something for the kids. First up, Five Feet Apart. And what is this? This is... Um, what is this? This is Fault in Our Stars. Okay. But... Oh, in the this hospital. is uh, the, the, the story Sprouse. of a girl. This is the Cole Sprouse yes, this, this, movie. Yes, about the story of a girl yes. who you can't be five feet, so they have to put a pole right, between them. Right. Okay. Well, I was. I guess I was being lenient with adults. I guess something for the teenagers. Yeah. But then, if you have kids and you want to see an animated family movie, Wonder Park also comes out this week. Or if you want to see a good family animated film, just go see the Lego movie. Oh yeah, just go see the Lego movie instead because Wonder Park looks confusing and bewildering every time I see that thing. It it It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon. The movie. The movie. Oh yeah, and apparently there's a bunch of talking animals that aren't in the two first two trailers for that movie. Yeah. And are now in all the TV ads. I'm like, where did these people, <laughs> these animals come from? Where did this plot come from? Is this the same movie? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. It probably sucks. Ugh. We'll find out. But you saw, before we move on to movie news, you saw the number one movie in the country right now. Oh, okay, so I guess we're going to talk about uh, Captain Marvel Let's first. talk about Captain Marvel. So I haven't seen it, so I am limited to what I can say about it. But you have. Hmm, I have. I have, haven't I? So go for it. Okay, so Captain Marvel, the 21st MCU film, which means it can drink. The MCU. The right MCU, now. yes. Uh, but this is set in the 90s, starring one Brie Larson, who I guess now... Academy is Award a, winner. Academy Award winning Brie, Brie Larson, Larson, who I guess now we can say is a household name, Brie Larson? Oh, 100% now. Yes. yes. She's, she made it. Uh, like, like Chadwick Boseman after the first weekend? Yeah, yeah, she made it. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we're going to go with yeah. that. So, uh, household name, Brie Larson, uh, plays Captain Marvel. And the film is set up as an origin story for Captain Marvel, but also... An origin story for um, Nick Fury. Has he yeah. played a prominent role in this thing? About how he's kind of gets into knowing about aliens and the Skrull and the Kree and Captain Marvel. And basically just sets up the Avengers initiative from this uh, meeting with Captain Marvel. The film plays out like a mystery. A little bit of a memento vibe. The It is filmed like a 90s film. Uh-huh. Which... Aesthetically, I get it. It's great. Uh, but in terms of like a 2018 film, mm-hmm. yeah, kind 2019. of. 2019. 2019 film. Well, it's still like shot in 2017, sure. 18. Uh, but yeah, it turns like a, a film coming out in 2019. There's not many films out there that's like it for a reason. Uh-huh. But that being said, it doesn't actually take away from it being a good film. Like, it hits all the right beats, it has a good buddy cop film, but the one thing I really liked that this film did is that they didn't treat Brie Larson like a girl. They well, didn't yeah, treat her like super a woman. superpowered superhero in this context. Yeah, but they also, but they didn't treat her like, oh, like, you're just, like, even, like, you're just a girl, even though the song, Just a Girl, is in the film. Because <laughs> it's 1990. Because it's 1996 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so that fits. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's probably a couple better songs they could have picked yeah, there. Wow. Well, but close enough. Close it's, enough. 
It's the one that Disney probably said, we have the rights to this. It's on the nose. You're going to use the it. One that they were like, well, which one of these would have been playing on the radio the most at the time? Oh, yeah, probably just a girl. Uh, but but I'm glad they did that approach, uh, going back to the, the, the treatment of her character. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's smart, because if you don't do that, then it doesn't work. Right. Like, I like that there was no love interest. There was right. it's just basically, we're treating her as a hero on a mission, period. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, no love interest, no ogling of her body in any of these shots. It's no, in, in, in yeah. a way, you kind of saw this in Wonder Woman. Yes, a but, version of this. But even Wonder but Woman there had still was a love interest. The love interest, right? Yeah, and they still had like the tight shots and the skimpy dresses. Yeah, I guess, but. That's also inten- intrinsic to the character Wonder Woman. Right. Whereas Captain Marvel, like the comics in which this is based, she never had a skimpy outfit. Right, but even in, in Captain... this arc- incarnation, there probably, I don't know, I'm no comic book historian, but if you go back further, perhaps there was. Oh, no, there was, because okay. she, before she was Captain Marvel in the comics, she was known as Miss Marvel, and she mm-hmm. had deep thought. Uh, that checks out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a mo- more modern version of that. More here. modern version. I really like what uh, MCU is doing, whereas where the costumes they wear aren't costumes or right, uniforms, but right. rather they need them to fight. They're they're the, yeah they're, they're, they're kind of parcel like, part, with the, the with the, who the hero is right, and the, I like how they work all that into each of the different like, characters, especially this one. Right, because it's an in universe way, yeah, easy in universe way of being like, oh yeah, this is why they wear the stupid thing. Yeah, <laughs> is this is why Doctor Strange wears this weird cape. Yep, it's practical. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's all good. The fight scenes are good. They're well choreographed. It gets super effective um, in terms of like hitting crits and stuff. Super <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, we're talking about Kitchen Marvel. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we should be talking about a Pokemon game all of a sudden. Well, uh, it, I mean, technically, it is nineties. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon would just be uh, coming out a couple of years after that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, it. Does a good job tying in the movie. It's not my favorite of the MCU's origin okay. stories. All right. Like I said, for me, that's um, Captain or not Captain Marvel. That's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, sure. the first one, because yeah. I like the way it was shot, the sound, the the way it all melded together. It's a different kind of movie. It's a different, it's a different, kind, different of kind of film. approach. It is, but I really like what they did here. They basically have a formula down. If mm-hmm. you haven't noticed, but the not like a formula where you're going to get bored or thrown off or like confused at any point. It's like they know what they need to accomplish. They know how to accomplish it and they let the yeah. directors have enough leeway to make it their own. Cool. Uh, but yeah, definitely a good film. Definitely go check it out. Um, That's a see it on the media boat scale? Well, it's a see it according to the box office too. Oh, but yeah, too. Yes. Um, it's a see it according to the media boat scale. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, I don't want to like, go too far into like the spoilers right, and, yeah, the, and, I don't and the '90s references, either, so. uh, but there's a lot of '90s references. There's a lot of nods and winks to the MCU. Great. And what I really like, and I keep saying that, but outside <laughs> of this uh, film, it actually got uh, my doctor to want to see the other Marvel <laughs> films. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go through that. Uh, we watched Thor the other day. We have Captain America and both of them. First two uh, recorded, uh-huh. uh, so we're gonna watch that. Okay, great. And then yeah, we we're gonna I'm gonna slowly introduce her to all of the 
Avengers films, or at least the important ones, the ones, the ones that, that matter to the canon. Yeah. So no, no, like no Hulk, no Dark World, right? Um, probably no Homecoming. <laughs> yeah. Okay, makes sense. Probably no Iron Man's either. Eh, maybe the first one. Maybe the first one, yeah. First one's still a good movie. Oh, yeah, first that's, one. That, that's the only reason why. I was like, yeah, that first one's still fun. Yeah. Well, we were watching the end of three the other day, and she, we were yeah. trying to explain, like, right. how all how this came to be, how we get here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, like, well, all these Iron Men. Why do we use all these Iron Men in the future? <laughs> like, ah, yeah, that's I guess. a good question, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they kind of do, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah, but anyways, it's uh, definitely a good film. Cool. Uh, I like Brie Larson's in it. Uh, I like Samuel L. Jackson. By the way, he's 70? Yes, he is 70 years old. Yeah, and he's still killing it yeah, as an he's, actor. He's, 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 he still does what he does really well. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, glad to see Brie Larson um, making a household name for herself. Yeah, definitely. Clearly he's establishing. And going to uh, potentially be cornerstone for the MCU. Mm-hmm. Going forward? Yeah. Who knows? That would be cool. Yep. All right, cool. Well, I did not see any movies. Oh. So, unless you saw anything else, we can move on to news. Uh, no, like I said, I'm watching Marvel films, so that's n- mm-hmm. not news, but. Nah, news. those aren't news. All right, so let's. What is news, though? Let's get to the stories. We got a couple of stories for you. So, this first story is not really a story, but more of a wink and nod. So, as we mentioned before, Captain Marvel sits. At four hundred fifty-five million dollars this year, uh, globally. Yeah. Well, you're probably wondering when we mentioned earlier about it being number six in the top of the world box office. What is the top of the world box office? Uh, top of the world opening weekend yeah. box okay. office. Well, so meanwhile, where Captain Marvel opened to four hundred fifty-five million dollars, uh, the top record is. Six hundred and ninety-two million worldwide. Uh, that is the current internationally, globally uh, box office champion. Correct. Uh, at six hundred ninety-five million. And that is a film called *The Wandering Earth*. And if you haven't heard of *The Wandering Earth*, there's a reason for that. Well, here's the thing: it's only made five point eight million here in the United States because it's from China. But wait, if it only made $5.5 billion here, how much is it made in China? So its foreign box office total is $686 million total, with 685 of those million of those receipts coming from just China alone. What? That's a big success in China. Yeah. The plot centers around the sun dying out, and in order to save the human civilization, scientists draw up an escape plan to build thousands of gigantic thrusters... And push our planet out of the solar system <laughs> on a 2,500-year journey to orbit a star 4.5 light years away. So they literally turn <laughs> they literally the super- planet Earth into a spaceship to move it out of the Milky Way galaxy. They, they Superman this thing. Yeah. They pull they it out of out. orbit. <laughs> get out of here. That's uh, insane. So It is. But this is also based off of a book. Uh-huh. And I was reading some of the comments, and apparently... Like, CGI over there is huge in terms of films, and this is just nothing but a CGI fest. Yeah. Uh, which has to be, because, you know... Oh, yeah. I don't think they actually pushed the Earth out of orbit. You, you, really? You don't think they actually did any of that? Like, we're not, like, no. orbiting a different star right now? As no, it's not like the documentary where uh, 
mad titan went all around the the galaxy and instantly got rid of half the population. Yeah, no, no. who would do that? No, no, no. Well, see, that, that's a documentary. This is pure <laughs> sci-fi. Right, yeah, this could not have happened. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways so uh, that's your current record. Holder. Yeah, it's, uh, I watched the trailer, partially laughing at it because it is super ridiculous. Yeah, uh, also, yeah. trying to figure out why people like this, but it's got a really good, um, like I said, VFX in this thing looks Great. That's why you're, why you're coming. That's probably why you're going to see this in yeah. China. Also, um, the planet, or our planet, the big conflict is when it reaches Jupiter and it starts getting sucked into its big red spot. Oh, no. So, they have, in the trailer, they have shots of the giant red spot, thunderstorm, like, permanent storm that's on Jupiter. And it looks great. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It looks pretty good. So, I can see why people are seeing this thing for the effects. Fair enough. When did this come out? Was this this year? This came out in February. In February. So, okay. it's, so a month, so it's May 700. Yeah. Okay. That's why I said it is currently the 2019 global box office champion. Well, cool. All right. Well, we have to move on because there's another story to talk about with even uh, probably even more earth moving appeal. So, uh, I think we should do the, uh, that movie for our bad movie night. Oh, you think great. so? Sounds, yeah, we should probably check it out. Well, uh, it's wrong. all subtitles, so they may yeah. not play, but... It might work. But... It might work. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, let's talk about our other earth-shaking story, which is about Disney. Um, so, we talked about Disney last week. Well, we talked about Disney a lot. So, but last week, they had their annual shareholders meeting. Yeah, and uh, there they talked a little about Disney Plus, their upcoming streaming service. We still now don't have a release date nor a price point for the thing. We just know that it exists. But also, we now know some ideas about just how much of Disney's back catalog, at least movie-wise, will be included in this package. So this was a big question of Disney having their own streaming service. Based so what are they going to include? So, CEO Bob Iger at this shareholders meeting confirmed that the, in this is a quote, the entire motion picture library will be housed on the new streaming platform. This would do away with the concept of the Disney vault. No! If you're not like a weird millennial like we are, uh, and you don't know what we mean when we say the Disney vault, whether you're too young or too old. Or too um, naive. It's basically the Disney's uh, uh, Disney's excuse for why they don't keep everything available at all times. For example, if you walk into a store right now and say, I want to buy a copy of, let's say, Oliver and Company on DVD and Blu-ray, they might not have Oliver and Company ready for you because... They use, they, what they've done is they used to, like, used to, and still currently do, cycle things in and out of the, quote, vault, unquote, to make it an event when something goes back on sale. For right. example, this week in Target, I saw that there is a brand new Blu-ray release of The Little Mermaid. Yes. Presumably because it has now been taken out of the vault and re-released to make that a bigger deal than it would have if it had been available for the last 20 years. Right. Uh, 30. That thing's 39. I, I just tossed out a number, but yes, yes. yeah. In 1989, the thing turned 30 this year. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's it was a good strategy. I mean, they used to do it through theatrical re-releases. That's mm -hmm. how they always used to do it. Yep. And then upon the advent of home video, 
they kind of swap to that being the new thing. Like every time it's a video re-release. So this, though, offers up a version of Disney where we might not ever have to deal with the vault again. They might put the vault on retirement, but yeah. uh, they did say, or if you read between the lines, it says the one, the motion picture catalog, eventually. Yeah. So not everything's going to be available day one. No. Maybe, I think what they'll do is they'll cycle through the vault in waves, depending on either the year or the season. Yeah, just like any other streaming service does, where right. it's like, oh, this is going to be available for now, but maybe later we'll remove it and then have this other thing, which is technically kind of the same thing as the vault. But at least they could do it more on a consistent basis. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they mean by this. Yeah, because it is open to interpretation. Right. But also note that this is the entire motion picture catalog. This is not, and that is the yeah. big thing there. Because this is not just the animated films. Right. This is Mary Poppins. This is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. This is Remember the Titans, a Disney yeah, film. Technically, yeah. I, I would actually be curious about whether this extends to the Touchstone Library as well. Right. And what... Uh, or the Miramax Library. Yeah, or the Miramax stuff that they own. Yes. Uh, because I'm sure some of the rights probably returned to them after the Weinsteins imploded. Yep. So it'd be really interesting to see what, how much of... Oh, yeah, and the Hollywood Pictures Library. Everybody loves those movies, oh, yeah. right? Well, what about Song of the South? Uh, Is that going to be yeah, out? stuff even like Song of the South could yes. potentially be on here. That's it's, my question. That's a that's a good point. Right. Like this is their opportunity to put out stuff that there isn't hasn't been a market for really. Uh, at curiosities back in the back catalog. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the early Disney canon that they don't like to talk about. Right. But when you know when you do your research, it's there. Like you said, sound like Song of the South, yeah. uh, music melody, or uh, uh, the Three Caballeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 package films from yes. during the war. Oh, yeah. war films. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked about those. Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. Um, in case you're wondering, like we said about the deals that were made under the table with Netflix and how they've been removing uh, material from their uh, libraries. Well, that's been costing them $150 million alone just to, just to figure that all out. Uh, no. So, uh, yeah. other way around. Netflix oh, would sorry. pay $150 million for the Disney rights. But now, since, they're not, since they cut that deal with Netflix, they no longer have that $150 yeah. million automatic revenue. Lose all of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, if you're going to pay 10 bucks a month... Uh, if. This is ten bucks if, a month. If you're at ten bucks a month, and even a million people sign up, that's ten million a month right there. You can make that up easily. Yeah. Oh, in case it, and by the way, if you're gonna wait uh, with bated breath for Captain Marvel to appear on Netflix, uh, maybe rethink that. Yes, uh, Captain Marvel will officially be the first Disney film. Yes. Not, not. to get any syndication anywhere. It will not be on Netflix because presumably. I wouldn't be surprised if this is how they launch Disney Plus. Yeah. Is, hey, we are the place to see Captain Marvel right now. Right. Like, yeah, that'd be very, very smart. Uh, uh, but, yeah, then the question that I have, which I kind of hinted at, was just how much, if all this is true, how much will this cost? Because. Well, like I said, even at 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month is like the bare minimum. Yeah. I could see it easily being up from there. 
Oh, yeah. They're Disney. They are the one company that can do this and ask for a premiere price for it. Well, Netflix right now is at, I think, 13 for four devices. Yeah. And that may go up once Disney and That's leaves. not even if you're 4K. Right. So it's like Disney right. could offer tiered versions, kind of like Netflix does, mm-hmm. and at least have like $9.99 as your starting point. But I'm saying that it is either going to be that or more expensive. I can't imagine them trying to go below where Netflix is right now. I could see them doing like an uh, $7.99 movies only. Ten bucks, uh, movies and TV, and then like a thirteen bucks. Here's your Blu-ray Ultra HD 4K streaming package. I also really hope they do something really smart with the free trial to get people introduced. Of course, they're going to do a free trial. I know, but what I mean by this is they should be taking notes from Apple. Mm-hmm. That three-month Apple Music trial yeah. seems long, but. A lot of people I've talked to say that that's what got them on Apple Music because three months is just long enough to get yourself fully invested in an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. That could be really intelligent if they were willing to have a loss leader that steep. A quarter loss of yeah whatever. The first but, three months of that program. But hey. But hey, I mean, if you're going to easily make that up in the next yeah, six months. That may be an idea. <laughs> yeah. That's my, if I was running the, the show, that's what I would do. Oh, but yeah. I am not a CEO. Well, you plus once that. you hit that three month mark, you're kind of used to it. You're ingrained with yeah, it. It's just going to be run automatic. That's what I'm saying yeah. is it, it gets you in the ecosystem so deep that it seems crazy for you to stop. Uh, so deep. So deep. All right. Keeping that Disney. Well, that's it for that story. I'm sure more will come on yes. Disney Plus, but we should move on. Uh, well, briefly, there's two things I'm going to mention, but not really talk about. One is the uh, celebrities cheating college for their kids scandal. Yeah, this isn't really movie news. It just happens to involve some people that were in movies. Yeah. Uh, if you want more info on that, yeah. Google it Google or it. just. Turn on the news. I'm it's, sure it's on. It's ridiculous, but it is exactly what you think rich bright people are doing. Anyway, so and, let's move uh, on. secondly, do we all like uh, Johnny Depp now? Yes. No. No. no? Still no. No. <laughs> it didn't change anything. The ever heard thing didn't change anything. Moving on. He's still Grindelwald, and no one likes that. Still the worst. All right. Television. All let's right. talk about TV. Let's move to TV. And we always start talking about TV by talking about sports. All right. We have a couple of different sports to talk about here, but the first sport, though, is one that I know you're excited to talk about because this Sunday is the fastest Sunday of the year. Yeah, it is. What does that mean? Does that mean that I'll wake up and, like, it'll already be done? Like, that I'll already, like, have to go to sleep and wake up on Monday? Like, fastest Sunday? Like, it's just a blip? No, so this is a NASCAR thing. The <laughs> fastest Sunday of the year. Yes. Um, funny enough, this is actually an ad campaign that is totally working. Okay. Um, AAA uh, Auto Speedway out here in good old Fontana, California. <laughs> Fontana. Yes, yeah, I like that. Fontana. Yeah. Uh, Fontana, California. Has uh, branded themselves last year uh, the AAA Auto Race, the fastest Sunday of the year. <laughs> and uh, it works. It's super memorable. I mean, it's get, get people to tune in. Sure. I mean, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but coming around for his second year as the ad campaign for it, it's really catchy. Will and it, it be even faster kind of this a, year? Huh? Well, that's the thing, though. That, it's, that, that technically, it's not faster than any other race. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you branded it as the fastest sure, Sunday. Yes. 
because uh, the track's not shorter than anything. It's, yeah, it's the cars just, don't go faster. It's just an ad. It's just, it's just an ad. It's just a way that, to, that they advertise it. Uh, that they say it's the fastest Sunday. Okay. And it's like makes it an event, so you have to tune in to watch the fastest Sunday. <laughs> All right. It's actually a really good strategy, well, and I applaud whoever did that. Uh, well, then that means this Sunday I will be pulling up on the that, couch and turning on. Anything but this, because I'm not watching the NASCAR race. Well, if you're not going to watch the NASCAR race, maybe you could be interested in some brackets. I do like some brackets. Uh, we have a bracket of our own, which we'll get to, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. But March Madness, the real one, the NCAA college basketball one, is about to start. Uh, this Sunday is Selection Sunday. Bracket seatings will be filled out, so get... Excited. Yep. Uh, this upcoming weekend is the uh, college finale basketball tournament. So you'll have your championships from every um, major college sport district. I don't know what they call them. Conferences. That's conferences. what they call them. Yeah, sports That's conferences. Yeah. And then on uh, Sunday, they will have, um, on I think, TNT maybe. Maybe TBS. Maybe ESPN. Whichever one does Some it. Some sort of Turner or... And or ESPN property. Yes, uh, they'll do a live uh, seating selection bracket, so you can start uh, placing who's going to win uh, the NCAA tournament, yeah. and then be completely wrong because that won't happen. Right, exactly. Yeah. No one can predict that thing. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, but if you're less excited about that, you did probably pay more attention <laughs> to. The National Football League, because the NFL had a bunch of trades happen. Yes, free agency frenzy is upon us. Yep. All right, who went where? All right, so, first up, Eric Weddle, Mr. Weedle himself. Mr. Weedle. Goes to the Rams. Yes. Uh, he crosses from San Diego Chargers uh, over to, uh, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers to yes. the Los Angeles Rams. Catch. Uh, Antonio Brown will be headed to the Raiders. Yes, he changes the... Uh, gold and black for the silver and black. Mm -hmm. Nick Foles will be headed over to the Jaguars. Yeah, which means that's a forty-four. That's four years, eighty-eight million dollar contract. Which means say goodbye to good place uh, favorite Blake Bortles. Oh, I have that on. There. Who is headed to as you put the unemployment line? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he still probably got some money, but yeah, question mark on Blake Bortles' I'm, career now. I'm sure he'll end up as. A backup quarterback somewhere, depending how the draft goes. Um, yeah. If a team doesn't necessarily pick up a quarterback uh, to like train them, like say the Giants, I'm sure that he'll, he'll, he'll bring him in as the <laughs> backup quarterback. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, but also OPJ, that's Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of the, the Giants, speaking of the Giants, yep. And Levon Bell goes over to the Jets. Uh, who? Levon Levion. Yeah, we go. I miss yes. an E. Le Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Mister Holdout himself. Yep. Uh, Le'Veon Bell sat out a whole year and got two million dollars more <laughs> to go play for the Jets. Yeah, I remember how angry you were. <laughs> no, I traded him. That's right. I, I I got more than I wanted. You're angry at first. Oh yeah, I was angry for the first seven seven weeks, and then I traded him, and things worked out for the better. Yeah. Or at least they will once I get my two seven-round draft picks right. for them. Well, uh, anything else in sports before we move on to television news? Any other sports uh, happen happenings? Um, football, or not football, basketball and hockey are wrapping up. They're, right. they're, they're still wrapping up. They have, I think, a week and a half left. We are mere weeks away from the start of baseball. Yes, uh, that is at month. the end of March. Yep. 
but yeah, the spring trainings are going on right now for yes. baseball. Continues happening. So yeah, it's a good time. I think that's probably it. Yep. Oh, and your uh, local golf tournament, wherever it may be held, continues to be happening no on a weekly basis. All right. Let's end it there then. Let's talk about television news proper. Okay. Our first story is, of course, about Netflix, because we always have to have a story about Netflix. We haven't always had a story about Netflix, but Netflix adjacent. Netflix adjacent. This story is about Netflix, though. So, remember Bandersnatch? Yes, that was the Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure. Remember when everybody was excited about that for like two days? Well, (laughs) uh, they are going to be expanding on the Choose Your Own Adventure format. The VP of product over at Netflix called Todd Yellen. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Todd Yellen. Okay. Uh, this week, he's yelling that uh, he, to expect over the next year or two to see more interactive storytelling, and it won't necessarily be science fiction or dark. Okay. Okay. They also plan on doubling content in India over the next year mm-hmm. and increasing the number of languages of content available from 25 to 30 languages. Yeah, so this uh, keynote address was made in India, which is why the India thing is in there. Uh, but, yeah, more choose... I guess, what are they called? Choose, not choose your own adventures, but... Or interactive uh, inter- content. Interactive content, more like it. Uh, when they say not uh, science fiction or dark, that makes me think, uh, what genre do you think would be really good in this uh, kind of interactive setting? Uh, romantic comedy. You want a romantic comedy where yes. you can choose? Yes, I want to choose my romantic comedy female lead to be business-orientated and then <laughs> have a random male new co-worker sweep uh-huh. her off her feet. Right, right. You only to be crushed up. that... He already has a girlfriend on the other side of the country. You know what they should do? They should do one of those uh, uh, those anime like um, like an anime show like this, and have you be able to choose which uh, which uh, girl the main dude ends up with. That would be a way you could do it. Okay. <laughs> or vice versa, maybe yeah. the girl that the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the the. Oh, like the like guy that the girl in the like you already like like a dating like sim, anime. like a video game dating sim, but like I can see a dating anime. sim. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what they should do. Okay. Uh, comments from the chat. Okay. Hi guys, reporting in uh, for Wednesdays. We got a roving reporter. Yeah, we did. Plus, Matt is awesome, so gotta give him some love too. Or oh. right, reporting for me, oh. for for the fiance. Oh, okay. But also you. Okay. So hi. 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 Welcome. Hey. Hello. Hi. Yes. Um, I agree with that. Uh, Black Mirror, Choose Your Own Movie got super weird, super quick. Uh, I'm ready for something with humor. Yeah. yeah. I could see it, something comic. Um, ooh, what if they did like, oh, well, they canceled American Vandal. But what if they did something similar to that where it was more like you're trying to solve the, the, the mystery? My problem with the Choose Your Own Adventures mm-hmm. is the same problem I had with Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. You can have all, you, no, well, <laughs> you can have all these choose your all these yeah. branches, but there still has to be like a single story you're going through because otherwise it's one path and like five deaths. So you can see how they all die. <laughs> there's one way to go through. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's going to be the problem with all interactive fiction. You're not going to be able to see everything. Right. Well, it's going to specifically yeah. block you out of certain content. That's just how it's going to be. Sorry, completionist. This is not for you. Sorry, but while I watch it, I want to complete it from beginning to end. You Credits and all. Cannot. You're just never going to be able to do it. It's not the point. I'll make it a point. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, prepare for more interactive content. So yeah, we called this. We knew that there oh, would yeah. be more of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was obvious. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
But uh, that being said, for the Bandersnatch, they recorded, I think, eight hours of content. Well, they recorded more, but there's like eight hours worth of content viewable. Yeah. Compared, so if you go only up from there, that's just a lot to store somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about Disney again. Wait, wait, we've talked about Disney already. We're talking about Disney, but this time we're going to talk about Disney in the context of their regional sports networks. So, if you rewind the tape way back to when we were talking about the Disney Fox deal, yes, we did discuss that part of the deal uh, with the FCC with the FCC was that Disney had to drop their regional sports uh, stations, sell them off because owning the, the those and the Fox stuff would just be way too much of a monopoly. Right, especially when you combine that with ESPN. Correct. The only other competition you really have yeah. is uh, the NBC Sports. So. The, there have been uh, some bidders out there to try to snap these uh, properties up. Uh, do we have another comment? Uh, yes. Uh, this is this is I want Will Ferrell circa Talladega Nights. Choose your uh, to uh, choose choose your own adventure movie. Uh, like how should picture how would you picture Baby Jesus? Uh, <laughs> What do you do? You do you punch or kiss, kiss the French guy? Oh, and you have to choose. Yeah. Like, ooh, what if they did do that? Like, they would redo one of those comedies and like make it interactive. Yes. Oh, that or, well, a lot of those comedies have like the normal rated and then the R rated, right? X rated, yeah. and then like the director's cut. So you like, get, quick, like, I want to see the alternate scene here. Or you could do that with like how some DVD menus do it, where it's like, here, present this with deleted scenes, and yeah. it'll like pop up in the corner when a deleted scene is available. Yeah, they could do that on Netflix easy. Make it an Ann Sandler comedy. Yeah, or they, they have well, the or bank. something better than that. Or so- that? <laughs> something that people would want to watch. All right. Anyways, all right, back to this story. So the regional sports up uh, have had some bidders, uh, most notably Ice Cube and LL Cool J. That you heard that right. This is not music news. This yeah. is TV news. So we're being a little fun with this, but uh, they are involved uh, with an entrepreneur, uh, Jeff Quatinitz. I think I got that one. I'm sure you did. Quatinitz. Uh, um, they know him because he's one of the initial investors in their big three uh, basketball tournament. Right. Yes, they're also behind that. Uh, so yeah, uh, they are uh, going to work together to create a new national network, uh, if they get these networks, that is, uh, aimed at a younger, more diverse audience than your traditional sports network. Uh, they plan on making a network where everyone can be heard. Uh, this is, I'm sure, their PR talking here. So. Yes. No, this is actually, no, this is uh, Ice, not Ice Cube. This is LL Cool J. This is LL Cool J okay. talking. So he's saying uh, he wants to make a network where everybody can be heard. Women, African Americans, male, female, all different genders. They want to do this with inclusivity. They want an inclusive sports network. They say they want to work closely with uh, with sports uh, uh, organizations such as the MLB, the NBA, all three leagues to hit the... I don't know which three leagues he's talking about. I think it means like the big three leagues, like the uh, football, basketball, baseball. Okay. all right. Um, and um, uh, hit the reset button they say, to bring new people to the table. It's been the same thing over and over again, and we believe the same way we reinvented music and hip-hop in a lot of ways. We believe in reinventing where sports and culture uh, intersect. This is interesting. It is. Uh, It almost sounds like they want to make an MTV sports network. It does. I mean, they kind of did a rebranding of an NBA style with the big three. It was weird. It still is weird, <laughs> but 
People watch it on TV. Right. People go to watch it, and it's a it travels. Yeah, I could I, I could see this working. I could see this as an interesting like ESPN alternative. Yeah. Almost that would be really smart. And um, I, yeah, I could see it like uh, coming from a different perspective and a different approach with it would be really really cool. I think they definitely want to hit that eighteen to tw- <laughs> to thirty five. Year old range, the I demographic. A, I got a comment coming in uh, asking for more weird sports. <laughs> so, like, let's get the weirdest sports you got. Like, ESPN eight, the Ocho, right? That kind of caliber <laughs> of stuff. I want to see freaking uh, uh, professional. I don't know what do we got? Fencing. Yeah, some fencing. I so, so see... some luging, some curling. Yeah, we'll see some curling. Some archery, curling, some year round archery. Ooh, what what is it? What is it? Uh, take like the the style of skeet marble, shooting, marble but make Olympics. it archery. The Marble Olympics. Mar- marble Olympics. <laughs> um, Olympics. Televised for the first time. Yes. Or you just completely go to esports territory. Yeah, they could do you that. You broadcast that. that would be on dangerous. your own I mean, network, you broadcast that. All right, cool. So a lot of options for them and a lot of uh, p- possibilities. So I'll be really interested to see what happens to that. Well, they, they have to win, win it the first. Yeah, if they win the bid. They have to win the bid first. But it does sound like an interesting concept and... If they can pull it off, yes. big if here. Yes. If they can pull it off, um, they could probably sell this back to Disney for like triple the price. It could happen. All right, that's it for television news. So before we move on to cancellations and renewals, did you watch any new television of note this week? Did I watch any new television of note? Of note, no. I did. I have something I can briefly talk about. What did you watch? If you're a fan of Star vs. the Force of Evil, like, and I know I am. I know you are. Uh, season 4 premiered. What? Uh, over this last weekend. And you didn't text me? Two new episodes. Uh, big Lord Ups, our favorite. Oh, yes, Lord uh, Ups. Yeah, this uh, gets the ball rolling for the, uh, the rest of the season, kind of how they're going to wrap up the show, because as we noted on this podcast, this will be the final season. Mm-hmm. So they have to wrap everything up here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is taking uh, off where uh, we left off at the end of Season 3, where there was a royal shakeup. The yep. queen is missing, and uh, Star is going to try to find her. So uh, that's where we are yeah, also, the series. Also note, this is not Disney's call to end it after four seasons. It seemed like the creator's this decision. the creator's decision. Uh, so not too dissimilar from when uh, Gravity Falls ended its run after three seasons. Yep. Uh, but Star got one more. Uh, Well-earned. I uh, still enjoy that show. Uh, the, and uh, the first two episodes of the season, really promising in a lore direction. I'm really interested to see where they go. It is like an animated Game of Thrones uh, right now, where they're going with this thing. A lot of, nice. a lot of like, here's what these characters are doing right now. Here's what happened to this character. Like, weren't you wondering about what happened here? Oh, let's go to this kingdom and find out what's going on. It's very, like, organizing the different bits of moving parts everywhere and making sure you know... Like where everybody's okay. at in the in the game. So speaking yeah. of Game of Thrones, we're a month away from Game of Thrones it's final season premiere happening soon. So we'll get there when we come to it. First, yes, we got to talk about cancellations and renewals. All right. So what am I no longer watching? Well, I don't know what you're no longer watching, but here's what's on the chopping block and or coming back for more. Uh, first up, CBS All Access is bringing back no activity for a third season. I don't know what no activity is. Um, I think it's the, their like their personal dead channel on CBS All Access. Ah, yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's the uh, when they when they show the the the, the, the colored bars. Yeah, the colored bars <laughs> at the end tell you that the broadcasting day is over. Uh, 
No one does that anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, NBC uh, bringing back Superstore for season five. I think we talked about that last week, but maybe I'm just having deja vu. I think you saw it in the news, but we didn't. I didn't have it in the news. Um, the Sinner on USA coming back for a third season. Uh, and uh, what I briefly mentioned, I think, uh, hot off the presses last week during the show, is now confirmed. CW is canning Arrow after eight long seasons. Yes, as most people comment on the internet, this thing peaked at season two. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Season eight, eight. Season eight. So yeah, CW, uh, this is interesting because, yeah, they kind of let their shows live on forever. Like, uh... Uh, Supernatural is the, the poster boy for this. Uh, oh, yeah. It just will not die. Well, uh, but they decided, I guess, Arrow would run its course. I don't know. I'm not sure. Let the other DC shows take its mantle. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll put in a, a new DC show there. Yeah, maybe. Get into that uh, CW side You need to free up some uh, crew over in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Or Toronto? Or are they the Atlanta no, shows they, or the Toronto they, shows? I know Riverdale's in Toronto. Yeah, that's why I so said that's that. So I think I it might be. Think that. I think it might be Toronto. Wasn't that the whole reason why uh, CBS bo- booted Supergirl and ended up there was because they wanted it to be cheaper. Yeah. And so they moved it to Canada. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's what it was. All right. Um, also on the block here, HBO has canceled Crashing after three seasons. Uh, Showtime has canceled Smilf after its second season. Yes, that is exactly what Smilf. you think it is. Smilf. Yeah, it's, it's what you think it is. The Blacklist, coming back to NBC for a seventh season. Now, that's a show that should have ended after four. Yeah, the internet loves it, though. There, there's some diehard Blacklist fans. Okay, I stopped watching after four. But a lot of people haven't. That's it for cancellations and renewals. We have James one Bader, death man. to talk about. Um, Jan Michael Vincent, uh, age 74. He was an actor uh, known for Airwolf. Yes, and for those of you who watch Rick and Morty, yes, that is that reference of Jan Michael Vincent. Michael Vincent, so yeah, there you go. Alright, that's it. Okay. So that means I get to hand this over to you, and we start talking about music. So we get to the billboards, and we start the billboards with the Hot 100, your singles singles list. And oh boy, are they singles for sure. Some of them are single. In fact, one of them is married. Actually, two of them are married. Now. I think both of them are married. Yeah, two are married, one is single. We're talking about the Jonas Brothers. Yes, as the Jonas Brothers' uh, new song, Sucker. Uh, I can't say sucker because it's not an A. No, no, it's, it's Sucker. Yes, yeah, Sucker an e-r. with an E-R. Sucker, R-R. number one uh, by the Jonas Brothers. Uh, that bumps Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, to number two. Yep. Uh, but we all knew at number three, Please Me by Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Number four is Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. Will not go away. Yeah, hanging out there. And number five, Without Me by Halsey. Yep, still there. Also will not go away. Yeah, because uh, some, some, some similar spaces. But uh, we got some uh, bright, uh, rosy people, uh, new people over at the album chart, your Billboard 200. Yes, uh, for your album chart, you have a new album to listen to. And I already did, but we'll get to that later. But we'll get to that as the number one album this week is Wasteland, comma, Baby! Yeah. Uh, by Hosier. Hosier? Hosier. Mr. Take Me to Church. Yes. You take him to church and that wasteland. Somebody took him to ch- church and he was like, wait a minute, this isn't church, this is a wasteland, baby. Alright. I'm, I'm glad you like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two is Thank You, Comma, Next uh-huh. by Ariana Grande. Number three. A Star is Born soundtrack, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. That was that too, because that was number one last week. Yep. We'll get to that later. Wait, have you not seen the film? I have not seen the movie. Oh, so you only listen to the music. 
I have only listened to the music. And not wow, okay. The, hey, I that didn't might say, that's an interesting change. I didn't say I was going to watch every movie this year. I said I was going to listen <laughs> to every number one record this year. I'm keeping to my word. All right. Uh, number four, rap or go to the league by Two Chains, which you reviewed last week. Yeah. And number five, Shelby by Lil Skies. I don't know what this is. This I don't know who this is. Nowhere. Who, what is, who or what Lil or where Skies is Lil is Skies? Lil Skies is the artist and Shelby is the name of the album. I yes. don't know what this is. I've never heard of it. Okay. But here we are. But here we are with <laughs> it being number one. And number five. Number five. Number one? Yeah, we're getting ahead of yourself oh, there. I know. I'm getting like three weeks ahead of myself there. <laughs> no. So this thing's going to be leaving. It's not going to stay. Especially with two chains right there. But yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That brings us to new releases. It does. Yeah. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. All right. We have Karen O and Danger Mouse? Yes. Yes. Collaborate. Collaborate uh, for Lux Prima. Apparently this has been in the works for like 11 years. Like the two of them have been working on and off on uh, uh, songs together for a while, but uh, this is the result. You know how long 11 years is? Over a decade. Iron Man. The first Iron Man came out. 11 years ago. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it has been consistent, like I said. It's been on and off. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Karen O, of course, from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Danger Mouse, of course, from the EDM scene. Uh, yeah, producer. Producer. Uh, producer for, Danger Mouse. Working with all sorts of people. Yes. Uh, not to be confused with Dead Mouse. That's yeah, a different Dead guy. Dead Mouse. Indeed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different mouses out there. Yeah. Uh, but we also have Snarky. <laughs> We have Snarky Puppy with Immigrants. <laughs> I didn't know who this was. I just included it because I like the name Snarky Puppy. Also, Immigrants. It's not Immigrants. It's Immigrants. It's Immigrants. It's A and C E. Uh, we have Stephen Malcolm's. Not Malcolmus. Stephen Malcolmus. Malcolmus. With... Uh, he was the, the, the lead singer of Pavement. Crickets, crickets, okay, crickets. Never mind. Uh, with uh, Grove Denied. Grove Denied. Who am I talking to? So this is a solo uh, solo record. He also has his own uh, current band as well called Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks. This is not that. This is a solo record where he's experimenting with electronic music. Okay. <laughs> we have the Brian Jonestown Massacre with a self-titled album, mm-hmm. The Brian Jonestown Massacre. That's what self-titled means. And lastly, for new releases, we have The Faint with Ego Work. That's a work with a W-E-R-K. You know. You know. You do work. Yes. You, you work, work, you work, work, work. Speaking of people who work, 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 work. Uh, who, 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 who works? Uh, our first story, uh, Britney Spears. She's work, work, works. works. I mean, she's uh, working less uh, nowadays. Uh, she has a family, a loving family, some uh, sons. Yes, uh, uh, we did note that she had that stint in Vegas. Yeah, she had. Uh, she did some work there for sure. Yes. Well, but uh, uh, there's some work being done uh, based on her work. Yes. So these songs of Britney Spears will be featured in Once Upon a One More Time. And what's that? That is a musical comedy. Yes, a musical. Yes. Stage musical. Musical of Britney Spears music. This is exciting. This sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, this is very exciting. Uh, it's a musical comedy featuring 23 <laughs> titles from the singer's catalog. Uh, <laughs> theater owner James L. Niederlander announced uh, that the show will have its premiere in the fall at Broadway in, in Chicago's James M. Niederlander Theater. 
That, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> uh, before heading to officially on Broadway. Yes. Uh, previews for the show begin October 29th with an opening night of November 13th. So yeah, by and the, a the, limited run. By uh, the time we're talking about uh, next year's Tony Awards, we could be talking about Britney Spears. Uh, and that conversation would be kind of crazy. Is this she's help? not directly involved, I do want to say. Okay. She's not uh, writing this. She is not obviously starring in it anyway. This is just uh, a couple people, which I wish I would have gotten their names, but I was doing these notes at work, and so I couldn't get everything I wanted. Uh, but yeah, um, there are a, a couple of uh, people who have written um, in, the mu- in musicals before that are big fans, and they wanted to make this happen. So, 23 titles, or 23 songs... Can we name at least five? I mean, it's got to have one more time, maybe one more time. It's kind of in the, the title, yes. Of your, of your, of the, uh, the show-stopping performance of Sometimes. Oh my god, I hope her name is Lucky. Her, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Lead character Lucky. I believe you opened with that. or you, She's a star. You, you have, she cries, cries, cries with her lonely heart. So, so her as a character <laughs> will not sing it. But it'll yeah, be an ensemble be piece of everyone about, else talking about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, like pop news. Yeah. You know, gonna, oh my god, here she comes. Um, there's got to be a subplot about uh, uh, about her doing something again. And her saying oops. Oops. And there has to be, uh, she has to find the uh, the the, uh, the the thing from Titanic. The, the, the heart of the ocean. Yeah, the heart of the ocean. Cause ha- no, somebody gets that for her. Yes, uh, her, the boy she actually <laughs> chases... Finds the heart of the ocean and gives there, it to her. Also, there has to be a circus. Uh, that's important to the Britney Spears mythos. There also, uh, she has to work, comma, bitch. Yes. Um, um, what else do we got? Oh, I hope she tries to seek Amy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, there will be an Amy and she has to find Because all of the boys and all of the girls are begging to, if you seek Amy... <laughs> Uh, we could just keep going. Oh, I, I know. We could keep going. I mean, there's only so much you can do. All right. Uh, apparently, on. there's only so much we can do. Uh, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens in this. There's going to be a womanizer in this thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yes. Definitely, definitely a womanizer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, toxic. Well, oh, she's got a lot of hits. There'll be a, there'll be a, a girl. Hits. There'll be a girl, but maybe not yet a woman. <laughs> Okay. Let's please move on. That, 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 that's the end of the your second act going into right, third. Yes. Yeah, she's not a girl, not yet a woman. But yep. then she comes back, she's a woman. Yep. Yeah, there we go. And she's a womanizer. Woman, womanizer. womanizer. You're a womanizer. Uh, oh. You, you, you. Anyways, let's move on. Anyways. <laughs> if you'd like to hear all of Britney Spears' music, you can listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, but Spotify is also in the news for a way more complicated reason. So... Spotify. I included. I wasn't going to include this, but one, I couldn't find anything else, and two, I knew this is the kind of thing that you, back when you were running this section, would have put on here. Yeah. So give it to me. What's going on with Spotify? So Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon have teamed up to appeal a controversial ruling uh, by the U.S. Copyright Royalty Board that, if it goes through, would increase payouts to songwriters. By 44%. This is according to Spotify and them. Basically, they're saying, hey, this thing is screwing over over artists. Let's try to do what we can. Try to uh, overturn this and get that alleged 44% back to who deserves it. That's their, quote, like their position on this. That's what they're saying. So this is 44% going to the artists. Correct. But... 
the companies are arguing to overturn this so this happens. So yeah, they, they're basically trying to position that they are being artist friendly by doing this. That this would be a move that would benefit the people who are on Spotify. Well, sounds good, right? Sounds good. Well, well here's there has the to, problem. There has to be something right because companies here, won't yes. just give away forty four percent. So here, so who is um, um, uh, debating about that? So David Israelite, uh, president, That's his real last name. Yes, Israelite, <laughs> uh, president and CEO of the National Music Publishers Association. Publishers, keep that in mind. The Publishers Association uh, has been the most vocal. Uh, if not the most heated critic of the appeal. Uh, he has said the appeal amounts to suing songwriters, and he has issued a point-by-point -point response to Spotify's blog post. I could not include the point-by-point -point, uh, response in this, uh, in this uh, podcast. If you're interested, though, Variety has a story that has every single point that he brings up. This, by the way, this new story was three different stories combined to one. So, there's a lot happened this week about this. But anyways. Anyways, uh, in their own blog po post, I believe you're talking about Spotify's yeah, blog yeah. post. Uh, in Spotify's blog post, uh, they insist that it is not suing songwriters. Uh, it does believe they should be paid more than they currently are. And that its issue is primarily with the complex CBR rating structure the uh, significant flaws is the way it was set. So yeah, they're basically saying the whole system is broken. That's why we're trying to overturn this because then it opened up the ability, one, to give that 44% back to the artist and then also for negotiations to figure out how they can benefit the publishing arm too. Because that's basically what the publishers are saying. They're saying that their clients, the songwriters, are being snubbed here. That they're not getting what they, they deserve. That focusing on one part about of this policy, it does not help songwriting, song uh, like the song the industry as a whole because you're missing the songwriters, the publishing part. So if I get this right, um, breaking this down for all of you out there, mm -hmm. um, Spotify gets the money from advertisers. They pay the publishers for the rights to use the song. The publisher then goes on to pay the artist. That's the theory. That's I think how the setup works. If this gets potentially overturned, that that might not be how it works anymore. Right. They're looking for Spotify to go yeah. directly to the songwriters or whoever owns the rights to the song, which would still be the publishers, right? Yeah, yeah, it would. So I want to know real quick, though, and uh, one last thing about this. So at the beginning of the story, you mentioned all these other players that, uh, that are also involved in uh, doing this, yes. right? Yes, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Well, Spotify so far is the only company out of all of these companies actually commenting on this criticism. Okay. The rest have been silent. Hmm. So Spotify, you're probably wondering, hey, why am I not getting support here? Probably because the others also have their, like, either investors in, um, like, uh, these companies, or maybe they're not willing to, like, rattle the cage as much as Spotify is. Maybe it's like, you go out there, Spotify. Yeah. You you stick your neck in and watch it get chopped off. Right, right. They're, they're, not, they're not doing anything about it yet. Yeah. But anyways. But anyways, if this puts more money for songwriters. Yeah. I mean, that's always good. Potentially really cool if they're being uh, true with their word here. Right. Because they could also just make different deals with uh, the songwriters and right. 
undercut them on that extra 44%. So yeah, I don't like, know We'll enough. give you 30, but we'll keep the extra 14. Yeah, I don't really know enough about how this works or what the policy is right now. To comment, all I know is that, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on this one. All right. Well, while we keep our eye on this one, we'll keep our ears uh, listening to new albums. All right. We have some thoughts. Yeah, I have a couple real quick ones. Uh, so I listened to, I did some catch-up, and I listened to the last two weeks of number one albums. Uh, last week, of course... Your number one record was the Star is Born soundtrack. Yes. to all the buzz it got uh, from award season. Yes, Bradley Cooper with a number one album. Yeah, that was a weird, weird thing. And you know what else is a weird, weird thing? This soundtrack. So. I haven't seen the movie. Yes. Let's, I yes. That. You have yet to see the movie. So this will be an interesting take on what is the <laughs> music by itself in it A Star is Born. Turns out, not great. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's kind of three things. It's your uh, the Bradley Cooper's character songs, mm-hmm. and he's very much your rootsy the, country singer songwriter kind of thing. the Jackson Maine. Yeah, like and that they're fine for what they are, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really. But they seemed kind of forgettable. There wasn't really any of his songs that I was like, "Oh, this is a neat like version of this kind of song." No, it was all very very predictable. Kind of like it's exactly what you think it, those things are mm-hmm. it's like when you think of like the, yeah your rootsy country artists doing an acoustic number that's exactly what it is not that exciting I mean you do have Shallow which is probably the best example of that it's the most memorable song on the record there's mm-hmm. a reason why that was their awards entry there's a reason why that's the single on the radio because it's the most catchy thing on here it's the best song on here it's the most memorable thing on here it's the reason why it has the gold because the other two things you get, you do get like the early uh, singer-songwriter era stuff of the Lady Gaga character. Also, fine, but forgettable. The more memorable stuff is the, what I presume from the movie, the later career Lady Gaga stuff, which is Lady Gaga character stuff, I should say. Which is when she becomes a pop artist. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I, I would say that people should check out just because of how ridiculous it is. Again, without the context of the movie, those songs seem incredibly weird. <laughs> but in a fun, weird way. Uh, so I'd be really interested. I probably will not see this movie. But it's interesting to think about how they would have presented this in the film. <laughs> but yeah, like some weird-ass stuff on here. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing a lot without having the visual... Stuff. But at the same time, though, this should ostensibly be able to hold up by itself. But it kind of doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay, because yeah. it's a movie first and an album second. Right, but if you're supposed to believe that these are songs that could also uh, like be hits in the real universe, well, that's not the case. Okay. Except for Shallow, like I said. Shallow is the exception. I think it works. It's not my favorite song in the world, but I think it works, and I know why people like it. So what, if, what do you think like about the last song where Lady Gaga goes all Whitney Houston? It's fine. It's fine? Like, that's a, that's the thing about what I'll say about most of this. is very forgettable. I could not tell you what happens in any of the songs besides Shallow. Uh, so, <laughs> you listen to the Greatest Showman soundtrack, right? Yeah. Okay. And you saw the Greatest Showman soundtrack, right? Yeah, I've seen the Greatest Showman. Yes. It's kind of similar. It's kind of similar where there seems to be a disconnect between the music. There's a disconnect between the, 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 in that, for sure, between the music and the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if there was here as well. Okay. It's like, just, I don't know. It's just, you can tell that these are things that are trying to emulate a pop song, mm-hmm. but are being written, like, for a movie. Okay. I don't know. There's just a weird gap between those two things. All right. 
I also. Let's do this week's number one record. Hosier. Uh, yes, you wasted, Wasteland Baby. Wasteland, comma, baby! Because there's the exclamation point. So, see, I read that more as Wasteland, baby! Like, Vegas, baby! Yeah, but there's a comma. Yeah, I know. That's one. There's also a comma between Vegas and baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying that that's how I read that. Like, Wasteland, baby! Like a little hustle. Uh, so, <laughs> this is exactly what you think it is. Um... Remember Take Me to Church? Yes. Well, yeah, Hosier was like, hey, that was a big hit for me. I'm going to double down on this. Oh, no. Well, it's not 100% that. And that's what I was hoping it wasn't. I went into this thinking that it was just going to be 13 or 14 variations on Take Me to Church. There are some songs that are very Take Me to Churchy. Okay. But there's also some more middle-of-the-road stuff where he's trying to do some kind of a, like a backyard party kind of vibe. Uh, which is fine. Uh, there's some, like, acoustic numbers. There's some, like, real deep soul numbers. But every time that he got into that, like, soul zone, mm-hmm. like, that, where he aired more towards the Take Me the Church stuff that is now his bread and butter, he kind of, it kind of reminded me of, like, a male-fronted Florence in the Machine. But Florence yeah. is what makes Florence in the Machine. And that's the thing, is he has a pretty decent voice. I mean, yeah. that song doesn't do a whole great job of it, but it does an okay job of, of showing, like, oh, yeah, this guy has pipes. This album is a full, like, display of this hosier guy, he can sing. He's got a lot, a big range. He sings uh, well for the kind of music that he does. But the production is where it reminded me of the Florence stuff, where it's like, yeah, we're going to give you this person who's, like, a powerhouse vocalist, but we're going to bog it down with over with a sound that just seems overproduced. We're going to muffle him. We're going to put effects on his voice. We're going to muffle the sounds of the band. We're going to make it seem like he's recording in a cave a lot. It's just, like, some weird production choices make it, like, seem very, like, trendy in a bad way, where it just seems like he's just aiming so squarely for the the alternative rock radio stations, Yeah, where you're going to fit his song in between Imagine Dragons cuts. <laughs> That's just what it sounds like to me, and it's just like, they could have done some interesting things with the production, he could have done some more experimental things with genre, but instead he basically does three things. It's either the songs that sound like Take Me to Church, it's the songs that sound like he's having a party in his backyard, and there's the songs where he gets into that Florence zone. And it's just like, it's just okay. I don't know. Um, I think that people will enjoy this, though, because it's, like I said, it's like that thing that you'll hear on your, your soft rock radio mm-hmm. right now. It's, it's very of the moment. Hosier is smart because he knows right. that that will get him radio play. People will go see him at whatever... Uh, middle of the road festival he goes to you know this is exactly what you think this is well you find your audience and you're you're gonna play to that yeah Uh, you can't fault him for that like take me to church and if you think that's a catchy song and you like it try this out because there's some probably something you'll really like here yeah but remember when Gautier tried to double down with someone that I used to know (laughs) and how well that worked out for them yeah like the Gautier thing was such a like Different things. A lightning in a bottle. That was a weird time for pop music. Yeah. Because that was like around the same time as Foster the People had a hit with Pumped Up Kicks. Where yes. it's like, oh wait, pretty much anything can be a number one hit right now. Yeah. That is no longer the time. We've gotten back into, no, you have to make like a pop song to get it a, mm-hmm. a number one on the charts now. Like Ariana Grande has uh, fully like brought us into the pop resurgence. 
All right, so we're early '90s again. Yeah, we're we're back. Actually, I would say we're probably closer to early 2000s yeah. right now, where where you have the kind of the the pop the pop songs and the uh, the your R and B hits. Okay, I was going more with like a Mariah Carey vibe, but yeah, this is definitely a Britney Spears kind yeah, of baby. stuff happening again. Right. Britney again. Speaking of Britney, anyways. Anyways, uh, I did not listen to anything new. Oh, I listened to the first half. I should really be briefly mention. I didn't finish it, but I listened to the first half of that new Marin Morris record. Okay. I like what I've heard so far, um, but it's not as good as that last thing she put out. All right, I'll put that. But but we'll, I'll talk about it more next week. We'll get to that next week when you listen to the full album. Yeah. All right. Uh, but that does it for music news. It does. Okay. Uh, that brings us into video games. Video games. We got some new releases there too. Uh, yeah, we start video games with new releases, and we uh, have just a handful. Uh, handful. We have One Piece: Colon World Seeker for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Based on the anime. Of Based on the anime One Piece. Uh, they actually are in a new season, or more chapters coming up for One Piece. Because aren't there like? Hasn't that thing been in like? Like, the manga been in print since, like, 1998 something or something like ridiculous. That. So it's like there's a lot of material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Fate Extralia Link uh, for the PlayStation Switch. Wait, one more time. Fate slash Extrella uh-huh. Extraya Link. Okay. Uh, for the PlayStation <laughs> Switch. no idea what that is. Valve? PC? What's a V? V? The Vita. The Vita? You already forgot about the Vita? No, they weren't making games for the Vita. No, they're not making Vitas anymore, but they're still making games for it. Okay, (laughs) so PlayStation, Vita, Switch, and PC. Yeah. Uh, We also have SNK 40th Anniversary Collection for the PlayStation. Yeah, that's coming out. PS4 already uh, saw a release on the Switch. Yep. Uh, And your big game being released this week, The Division 2. Uh, for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah, if you weren't done sh- looting and shooting after uh, Anthem, uh, well, get ready because... To do more looting more and less looting shooting. And more shooting. <laughs> Actually, equal amount of shooting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Division 2, sequel to The Division, a uh, game that I played a little of but wasn't like hooked on. I uh, liked what they did in the first Division, but I thought the map was very limited and the missions yeah. were very repetitive. This seems like more of that. Uh, I saw some footage. It looks very like visually identical to the first game, uh, but it seems like they made some improvements. Right. Uh, this one takes place in Washington, D.C. Has For the first yes. one, was in New York. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're a fan of The Division, and some people out. are... Check it out. There was so an open far, beta last week. So and so far, there's no on negative on it? Uh, I mean, I haven't heard a whole lot about it. I don't think the review embargo is up until Friday, which is why we haven't heard anything. Okay. Remember, this is a Ubisoft game. Ubisoft right. has that, that requirement where they don't raise their embargoes until day of release, mm-hmm. which sucks because that means that we don't know ahead of time whether their games are good. But we'll see on Friday. I forgot this was a Ubisoft release. Yeah, this is a Ubisoft game. All right. Uh, well, that brings us to... Uh, those are your new releases. That brings us into yep. news. All right, video game news. And what we're we going to start with EA and Anthem. Yeah, so this is a follow-up to our story last week. This is just to assure all of you PS4 owners that the house is no longer on fire. Well, or so EA says. Or so EA says, as uh, a fix is coming next week to Anthem after a thorough review of Bioware, uh, from Bioware of a bug which caused PS4 consoles to crash while playing. We talked about this last week about consoles all of a sudden becoming expensive bricks. Yep. 
Um, according to this was according to head of life services, Chad Robertson. Of course, it's a Chad. <laughs> uh, we quote, we've I yes we've yes we they they more accurately. Uh, Bioware has identified several causes for the temporary power shutdown crash that some PS4 users have experienced, and uh, fixes for the top issues in. And fixes for top issues are in patch next week. If you encounter a game crash where your PS4 console won't respond, you can manually power down and restart it. No risk of damage. Or so they say. <laughs> yeah, this goes kind of contrary to some of the reports we talked about last week about people saying that even their, like, that their that PS4s were turning re- off by themselves. Right, even their soft reboots were totally fixing the problem. So yeah, this doesn't necessarily fix everybody's issue, but it does say that they're looking into it and that patches will be released, so that's good. It, it, sounds, like, it sounds like they're going to basically say, we fixed that issue, but instead of fixing that issue, they're just going to prevent it from happening for anyone else. Uh, and or... That, well, that's not necessarily fair. They may be working on some fixes. Maybe. But they're just trying to cover their butts by saying, no, this didn't brick anybody. What are you saying? Because apparently the other part of the story that was in the headline, so mm-hmm. I didn't copy and paste it, is that EA claims that no PS4s have been bricked. Uh, that's their claim. At least five people I've seen they say, say that otherwise. That because they, they were out front with the fix that they say that there's no way that this could potentially brick your system, and they're getting that out to try to make that rumor get dispelled. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It's tough. Alright, well, time for more video game news. Yeah. And because we're video games... We had so much, I had so much video game news that I'm bringing back... The Bits! The Bits! Let's the talk bits. about rapid, some rapid-fire news stories for you. Alright. The lightning round for the bits. Pew, pew, pew. All right. Well, several artists have pulled their lawsuits against Epic Games Fortnite for use that? of their uh, dance moves after the recent U.S. Supreme Court ruling. So there was finally a ruling about this kind of thing. So wait, so the, the U.S. Supreme the US Court. U.S. Supreme Court finally ruled. Um, oh, uh, what's Brett Kavanaugh have to say about it this? Was, ah, you're right. <laughs> uh, this wasn't directly about the dances, but it was related enough where they decided where the people decided to remove their lawsuits. This was basically about the, the, the terms of having to go to uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, off the copyright office mm-hmm. and the order of operations in which that happens. Right. That was specified in a more clear way. And so now all they basically they all realized, hey, in order to have a have a shot at this, we need to do this. Okay. They need to first try to get it copywritten first. Okay. So all of them are back to the drawing board for now. I think it's funny trying to explain to Ruth Bader Ginsburg as she sits up there (laughs) what a video game is and how they're stealing my dance. She might know what a video game is. She might have, like, grandchildren. Uh, Speaking of grandchildren, Minecraft! (laughs) Yes, that's a really good segue. (laughs) Minecraft is coming to Xbox Game Pass on April 4th. Yes. Uh, So if you're currently paying for Xbox Game Pass... You get some Minecraft out of it. Uh, yeah, so this is a neat because uh, uh, people who have been hold, holdouts on Minecraft, this might be an opportunity to try it. Um, uh, Minecraft is, of course, a relatively seasoned game by now. Oh, yeah. It's I don't been around for a while now. Yeah. Um, other Microsoft news, tangentially. Halo, colon, the Master Chief Collection has made its way to PC. 
Uh, more specifically, Steam. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you and can put it on Steam. It's also on the Game Pass. Yes, and um, they're adding uh, Halo Reach to that as and well. Yes, Halo Reach, uh, the last Halo game that I don't uh, that is uh, not included already in the package, uh, besides the Xbox One game, Guardians uh, Five. Right. Um, yeah, will be added to the package, and this will also come to the Xbox One version as well. So that okay. means that Master Chief Collection will have every single Halo game except for Halo Wars One and Two and Halo Five Guardians. Um. Okay. Sure. Yeah. If I mean, I, I can't really say like sure if you like Master Chief and Halo because there are people out there who like Halo and Master Chief because just like there are people out there who like Kingdom Hearts and want that yeah. entire package on one disc. Yeah, I mean, um, this is just an easy way if you like if you want to have every Halo game. Here's an easy way to have like yep. every single Halo game. And now on PC, this will be the first time that PC players will play Halos three, four, and uh, three, four ODST and Reach. Well, yeah. <laughs> because the only Halo games that have ever been on PC are with the first and second. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Um, more bitches. I can't do this way off that. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, sales of Judgment. Uh, that is Sega's new Yakuza spinoff. Yes. Will be halted in Japan after one of the voice actors was arrested for cocaine use. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Judgment is basically a lawyer game. You're playing as a... Um, a lawyer who has uh, come on hard times, and uh, it's kind of his come up, and it's in the same um, universe as the Yakuza games. Okay. This sounds a lot like the um, Ace Attorney games. So, there's elements of those games, but it's mostly an uh, open-world-ish uh, combat game like the Yakuza games. Okay. But it does have elements of solving crimes. Alright. So, I can get I can get some uh, Phoenix Wright in there? A little bit. Like, a little tiny bit. Yeah. It's one aspect of the game, but it's mainly like Yakuza style. Right. Walk around, find evidence, beat people up. But yeah, the story, though, is not about the game. The story is about the dude okay. uh, who is, I guess, the uh, the model for the lead character. Yeah, found him with drugs. Okay. So the game is currently being delayed. Uh, or, you know, just put on hold until something yeah. like this blows over. We will see. All right. Um, and lastly in the bits, the cult classic roguelike builds, building sim, Dwarf. Fortress, Four Fortress, uh, is getting a premium version on Steam and itch.io. So this is only notable because Dwarf Fortress has been kind of like one of those cult games that your nerdiest friend has one heard of and has been way into. Okay, I'm be... not one of those nerdiest friends. Okay, you don't know anybody? Has You've never heard about I've never Dwarf heard of Dwarf Fortress. I've known people directly who were away into Dwarf Fortress okay. in college. And it's a very specific kind of game. It's like the most hardcore of hardcore games. And like it has had that reputation for a while, but it's only been available like directly from the like the, the person who makes it. This will be the first time it's being re-released on like a major storefront with new stuff. Basically, this is the definitive edition of Dwarf Fortress. And so, yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. The most hardcore of the most hardcore are probably very excited about this. So, I can see this being like, hey, we want to get more people right, yeah, like, into we'll this thing. Reboot this thing. Like, yeah. bring it to a new new audience. All right. Okay. Uh, Apple Gorgonzola. <laughs> well, that brings us to lastly, our thoughts. Do you have any uh, extra thoughts on video games? You play uh, video games, nothing new this week. Uh, yeah, nothing new. Um, I did not get a chance to play Devil May Cry. I see that it is available on my local Redbox, so... It's out. I will probably 
I say this, but uh, yeah, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, I'll probably play some of it. I will not beat it, but at least I'll get a good hands on it. Probably watch uh, someone else play the end of it. Get those good hands on it. Yep, get some good good hands on it. Those are all states. <laughs> all right. Well, then that'll do it. Then that'll wrap up for video games, and that will wrap up the Media Boat Podcast. What? What? Okay. So plug us away. Well, uh, before we do the plugs, I just want to plug something of our own. It's March, and that means it's time to get mad. And if you know us, we're doing a bracket. But we don't do our brackets about basketball. We are currently in the middle of a special video game franchise bracket for all of you. If you want to hear the first two episodes, uh, first, first episode, episode, the first episode of that, it is up on our feed. It went up Sunday night, where we'll be establishing what franchises from the world of Nintendo will compete with uh, the others in our bracket. And boy, are there some to choose from. Next Sunday, we will be talking about Sony's franchises. The following Sunday, we'll be talking about Microsoft. And then the Sunday after that, we will be talking about multi-platform and PC releases. Uh, Those will all compete in our final week, the week after that, uh, the first week of April, uh, where they will compete in a bracket and uh, determine what the best, in our opinion, a video game franchise of all time is. Exciting. Yep, uh, we have that. Uh, we also have previous brackets if you'd like to go through. Yeah, we if you went... want to check out our Pixar Madness bracket from last year or our Disney animated bracket from two years ago. Those are available in our archives, so check it out. Yep, uh, but yeah, look forward to our March Madness brackets. Of yeah. video games. If you want to hear that all, all that and more, where you can would I catch find us that? All sorts of places. I'll tell you. Um, first up, if you want to watch our very uh, this show that you're watching right now live or listening to uh, live on YouTube, you can do so every Wednesday night uh, around six thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can find us uh, by searching on YouTube.com Media Boat Podcast. Find our page, like, and subscribe. If you want to listen to the audio podcast, uh, you can find that as well on Apple Podcasts or any Apple Podcast RSS feed-driven podcast catcher of your choice. You can also uh, find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. We're on Twitch.tv when we play video games, Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat. We're on um, uh, Patreon if you want to help us out with money. As little as a dollar a month of a donation can help us make content even better. So check that out, patreon.com slash mediaboat. Uh, and you can find some of our old writing on mediaboat.com, mediaboatpodcast.com. Uh, what else? Uh, is that it? For I believe that's it? it. I believe that's it for us. Right now. That's it for this episode of the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back for 167 next week. Uh, with brand new news for you, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, I believe we should be coming into the end of. Well, we'll have our brackets up. We'll have. We'll uh, have actual yeah. NCAA brackets. We will. We will have more thoughts and news next week. So we'll be back. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll ha- be back. Ha- next. Have a good time. Bye. All right. Bye. bye.